Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Fan with the Fanbyte podcast. This is managing editor at fanbyte.com, Stephen Strum. I am joined this week by fellow managing editor of fanbyte.com, Merritt. Hey. Hi. Hi. Hey, Hi. Up? How are you doing? Yeah, Nikki no. is not here for this one. No, uh, he's moving. He's moving, I think. and uh, he doesn't have his pipes set up yet, Mm-mm. so Mm-mm. can't call in. Yeah, no, you can't call in until a plumber has uh, made sure that everything is up to code in your house yeah. apartment. I'm they not sure what check. he's otherwise, to. Otherwise, you start doing a podcast, and you spring a leak. Mm-hmm. Uh, you start getting bits and bites, just like... They're all over all, the place. All over my face. You know, what, what's a Frasier to do? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I got well, nothing for that. I don't know enough nothing. about Frasier. I mean, that's nothing. That's nothing. Frasier is nothing. Uh, yeah. But my favorite Frasier meme, Frasier is nothing. Nihilist Frasier is <laughs> my favorite. Nihilist Frasier is my favorite novelty Frasier Twitter account, for sure. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah, I mean, this week... I mean, the, the biggest thing that I can think of right now that's going on is we got some Pokemon news today. We did get some Pokemon news this morning. Yeah, and can it was I just cool say, too. Yeah, frankly, like what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> like when I saw it. Okay, and do me a favor if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it, just search Galar mm-hmm. Weezing G A L A R. Pause the podcast. Like, just look, yeah, pause the podcast, go look at that, take it in, take however long it takes, then come back. Because I thought that was a joke when I saw it. Like oh, I thought yeah. that was like a fan made like laugh at like, oh, what if they what if they made a tall wheezing whose top hat head is also a smokestack and he has like a monocle. And his noxu- his like noxious fumes have created facial hair. He's got like a beard and a mustache made out of like pukey green smoke mm-hmm. slime. Yep. It's amazing. Yep, 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 yep. yep. It's amazing. Uh, it's the fucking best. Uh, yeah, he he has eyebrows. Um, <gasps> he looks like a bong. Like there's no way around it. Oh it, no, he absolutely just not. Straight up looks like a bong. Uh-huh. Um, like this. Like when, do you remember back when, uh, when Sun and Moon came out and Alolan Executor was like, all the other ones were like cool, and then that was just like, oh, its neck got big. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I feel like we we shouldn't like discount. Well, maybe maybe this does fall under the category of cool because there was also Alolan Dugtrio that D- oh, Dugtrio yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. that got hair. <laughs> just had like three like three diglets with Fabio hair all standing yeah. next to each other. So and happy. It was supposed to be like metal shavings or something, which is like uh, because they were magnetic. Um, yeah, that was something too. But I loved it. The executor really threw people, and I think this was like they topped it. And not, I'm not mm-hmm. just saying that because he's wearing two top hats, uh, but just everything. <laughs> they top hatted it. Also, he's a fairy poison type, which I don't think exists right now. It um, feels like a weird mix. Well, fairies are vulnerable to poison, as you might oh. imagine. Uh, so, uh, oh, I just found a, a, a thread on GameFAQs from 2014. Okay. Where uh, someone says, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> someone says, like, it would be funny if Weezing were to get a poison fairy evolution. 
five years ago. Why though? I like, why? Find what this user and like, and ask them if they can see the future. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, okay. So fairy typing is good because you get immunity to dragon attacks. Right. Um, that was like the whole reason it got added later on into the yeah, Pokemon franchise. Yeah, that was right? a big part of it because dragons were just totally running rampant, like Salamence, Dragonair, like all those big boys. Mm-hmm. Um, Drogon, yeah. um, the one from Dragonheart, Sean mm-hmm, Connery, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Grandpa, Bar- sorry, Grandpa, Grandpa, uh, the, mm-hmm. the dragon who's a grandpa, um, and yeah, so uh, fairy is like pretty good. They have good resistance. They have resistance to fighting as well they're weak to poison and steel maybe fire i forget um so so would a lowland we no not not a lowland uh galarian that's gonna take me a while yeah galar wheezing would he be weak to himself uh no okay um because poison um i don't at least i don't think so I think huh. they would. I think the poison and fairy would cancel out there, and it would just be like one times instead of taking half damage. It would take normal, to, like normal. normal damage. Oh, right, because you also take less damage on same typing, right? Yeah, I mean that is actually really, really good typing because like that he'll only have two weaknesses: psychic and steel. And mm-hmm. Weezing has levitate, as everyone knows. So ground attacks, which would be super effective, will not hit him. Mm. Uh, but. Yeah, so that's cool. And then um, we got, uh, there's a new Zigzagoon. Yeah, there is. Which is he great, because I love, mm. I love that, that creature. But I didn't expect it to turn into a big man. No, it. Uh, I saw a really good uh, joke on Twitter today that were like, uh, Zigzagoon's new Galarian, Galarian evolution is like, Zigzagoon listened to Kiss once and is now just all about that uh, Detroit Rock City lifestyle. Yeah, I mean, he looks like Starman, you know? Uh-huh. Um, he... <laughs> he looks like Starman. Um, is, that a, is that a Kiss? That's a person? kiss guy. For okay. sure. That's the one with the stars, right? That's his name. I thought Starman was just the name of a David Bowie song. I mean, also that. Uh, Which I, I, they, they're, mm. Paul, Paul Stanley. He's the Starman. Oh, okay. You know, because there's a star lot chi- of stuff. Star going... Child, not Star Starman. Okay. Uh, not to be confused with Kiss Psycho Circus: The Nightmare Child by Todd McFarlane for oh my God. Uh, PlayStation One. God, I fucking forgot about that game. Um, Never forget. Yeah, I mean... The heroes that fell. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, the new Zigzagoon, very cute. Uh, The new Linoon is cute, and then it turns into Obstagoon, which, Uh like, it gets uh, weird. But it's cool because... It's like a... Yeah... Well, it's like a it's a badger. It's like a weird badger, basically. The big one is like is not a badger so much. The big one is is a man. Is, no, a, is an adult man. man. It's a man who's a badger it, with a in a jacket with a lurid. He's wearing clothes. Smile and his tongue just hanging out. Yeah. Oh. Oh. It really is a kiss thing because the tongue. Oh yeah. Wow. Okay. Why kiss though? Kiss isn't particularly English. Oh, did you hear that? It, it, I hear like thunder. Yeah, that's thunder. Oh. Um, 
yeah, I guess it's going to be a thunderstorm. So not much I can Fun. do about that. But, uh, you know, speaking of, of electric um, uh-huh. thunder, speaking yeah. of thunder, mm-hmm. we got a new Pikachu. Oh, yeah, we did get a new Pikachu, a new Pikachu-type Pokemon. Uh, the They are weak to um, ground and strong against fighting Pikachu-types. Uh, they're they're, now, they're how their do you, own. How do you get there? Uh, I scrambled very, very quickly in my brain for two types that we hadn't really talked much about yet. Okay. <laughs> so now, now electrotypes are weak to ground because, oh, as okay. we all know, the ground is a thing with electric. Um, not weak to fighting. I could, punching good doesn't make you better at stopping lightning, um, as it turns out. Right. Okay. Uh, in fact, some would say that maybe if you punch electricity, that would be bad, actually. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, Pokemon types aren't like an exact science, right? Uh, so, I mean, but this new this new boy, uh, mm-hmm. what's his name? Mm-mm, I've already forgotten because all I can, re- all the information that would be in his name is has been replaced with full belly mode and hangry mode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's such a good idea. Um, it's... Uh, uh, oh, Morpico. Morpico. Morpico, yeah, yeah, yeah. Morpico. Which, um, for people who, do, who don't want to bother to pull up, like, a Google image search, just looks like a, like, what if you dipped one half of a Pikachu into strawberry and one half of a Pikachu into chocolate? And Yeah, it's a Neapolitan had... Pikachu. Mm-hmm. Neapikachu. To... And, <laughs> and uh, it, like, it's a bill, it has, like, the concept for it is so good. Like, I, it's really, I don't know. I'm really impressed by a lot of these designs. Some of them are, I can mm-hmm. take or leave, but like, um, you know, some of the other ones we've seen too, I think have been tremendous. And like, and this one is just like, oh, what if a Pokemon got hungry and then it was mad? Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's such a good idea. And like the idea that it changes to a dark type when it's hungry is like, amazing does that is that amazing for okay so this is one thing that i ran into earlier today when we were talking about this on slack is like you said like oh it's a pikachu and i'm and then you're like it's finally a good pikachu and i'm like hey what are you saying about Mimikyu? because my boy Mimikyu over here um absolutely one of the best pokemon of the last couple of generations oh, sure, in my yeah. humble opinion but, but uh that sorry go ahead oh no i was just gonna say Mimikyu. i don't consider Mimikyu a pikachu because uh it's not an electric type it's just right. pretending to be Pikachu because everyone loves Pikachu. See, that's that's where I think the like the, the the very big disconnect between how you view these games and how I view these games comes through is because like you actually know yeah. the games because part of the game. You would think that if it looked like a Pikachu, then it would be one. But I'm here to tell you that that is not simply not the case. Right? Uh, did you know? Finally, that someone just set the record straight. Meryl is sometimes considered a, a Pikachu. Hmm. Uh, and I. Don't know if you'll recall this, but that's because before gold and silver were released in the States, there was a rumor going around that there was a Pokemon called Pika Blue and that it was one of the Poke Gods. And uh, it was actually just Meryl. So it turned out to just be like a, a kind of weak, normal water type. I was going to say two things on that. First off, that sounds like the most playground like bullshit oh, I have absolutely. heard in a million years. It was like at the peak of like the internet, you know, ju- existed and was like 
everyone had access to it for the most part, but there was no like, there were no official sites for things. So it was just people making shit up and then it getting transmitted peer to peer on the playground. N64.com was not in existence yet. I, the, the seeds of IGN had not been sown. <laughs> um, the, the second thing I was going to say about that, too, is like Meryl is definitely, to me, like the quintessential. Now that you've brought these up to me, you showed me like a picture of four different Pikachu clones that Pokemon has tried, that apparently the Pokemon company has tried to ram down our throats over the years, which yeah. m- maybe tells you how successful they've been in the fact that I had never seen like any of them. Um, well, they're I've, not good. Is right. Problem yeah. With them? Yeah. So okay, we've got. Let me like see if I can name them. Looking at, uh, looking at these pictures, even. Um, where should I post these? Uh, in Slack in the news channel. In I the think. news channel is looking at. Oh yes, here we go. Okay. So Pakiresu is the first one. And uh. It's like, yeah, Pakiresu. Uh, it's just a squirrel that's electric and like it's it was the first one i think and it's maybe the worst of all uh it just looks so bad it's like they're like oh pikachu was good what if pikachu was a squirrel and the answer is it would be horrible and also what if its name was just like what if you mispronounced pikachu (laughs) like pekka pekasu you know yeah i'm pekarisu i don't know if it's one of those pokemon that just like capped its Japanese name in right let me see oh no okay actually <laughs> this is really stupid <laughs> it's a combination of like the onomatopoeia pachi pachi which is like the crackle of electricity and ris which is squirrel so patris or wow is, it's just electric squ- it's like a crackly electric squirrel but like it's like yeah. zap squirrel yeah yeah. Wow. Um, Pokemon, Pokemon Company. And they kept that. Uh, the flying squirrel one is called Emolga. And it's a little more interesting because it's a flying type, too. Right. Yeah. And it has a good ability. But, and it's kind of cute. I don't know. Like, I sort of like it. Like, you were saying in Slack that its design is, like, a little busy. I think that about all of them, but I also think that that one of the four you showed me is probably the one that is like, okay, I can see the appeal here. Like, there, there's something to this one. I think it's, I think they're, they've got like, it, it's got like six defining features and it only needs two, maybe three yeah. is the thing. Um, but other than that, I, I, I like, the, you mentioned the flying thing. I didn't know it was a flying type, but I guess I should have drawn that conclusion. Yeah, but. it's like a flying squirrel. It's based on the Japanese dwarf flying squirrel. Oh. So, but, yeah, and it's named. And it's got, like, a little hood. You yeah. Know, that's kind of cool. It's like it's wearing cute. a fake cape. Now, then we get into Deden, which is an electric fairy type, and its design is just bad. Mm-hmm. Like, you look at this guy, you see, like, the round ears, but then the tail that looks kind of like a, vaguely like an electrical cable, but yeah. then, like, the TV antenna whiskers, and, like... Deden, yeah. I don't like it. They they made a worse Raichu. Raichu they was made, already a... That's exactly what this is. It looks so much like Raichu, and it's just worse. Uh-huh. And Raichu is already, like, such a famously bad design of a character that they didn't even want to make... Like, nope. Who 
who evolves their Pikachu into a Raichu? I'm not playing Pokemon Let's Go Raichu and Eevee. No, I'm playing Pokemon <laughs> Let's Go. Yeah, Pikachu. I remember in the anime there was like that ruthless trainer who like made his Pikachu evolve, and then there's the mm-hmm. whole thing of like Ash wanting to do that, but then deciding that no, actually Pikachu wanting to be itself is more important. Right, uh, which is like every episode of that show, actually. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, okay, wait, what so, the fuck? It may be based on the French version of the Tooth Fairy, which is described as a small uh, mouse that exchanges baby teeth for coins. Excuse me? What the fuck? We need to... We, hmm. Like, actually, all of the... I think maybe all of the Pikachu... The Pikachu babies... Um, their names are pretty much all untranslated... So Diden is like also what it's called in Japan. Huh. It's from Dinky and Enten, which is just French for antenna. Uh, so, you know, Japanese, but also French. But uh, I might I might stop you there or, or divert tracks real quick and use yeah. this as a segue to talk about how I learned today that the the characters, the human characters in Pokemon have different names in Japan. Uh, which is uh, I learned to, for the first time today because I was looking for uh, <laughs> I was having a conversation with somebody and had to look for art of the, some of the new characters that got announced today, including those among Team Yell. Team Yell, very good. The idea Super of crossing a, like internet stands with like soccer hooligans is like fucking genius. It's really, really, really good. It's like Pokemon, at least from from. Uh, uh, Maybe I can't say this with like any degree of authority, but at least I quite enjoyed how they worked in a lot of their kind of like like Hawaiian like fantasy Hawaii type stuff in the po- Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon and all that, um, and kind of like took some interesting elements of you know among that and you know had guardian deity Pokemon and stuff like that and like I thought that was fun um, and you were like trying to become like the like a member of that. Uh, I don't know, trying to, like, earn their favor. Mm-hmm. And in this one, I, I like the idea of them taking more, like... They, they pick, like, like, kind of, like... Uh, re- easily recognizable, but, like... Uh, but then twist them in a certain way, these these elements of, like, different cultures and stuff like that, and, like, make them their own that don't feel completely, like, in a very Blizzard-like way, don't feel, like, appropriative. They just feel, yeah. like, fun. I feel like Pokemon's been better about that for the most part. I'm sure I'm forgetting some horrible... I mean, the I, the worst thing I can think of off the top of my head is Jinx. But Jinx, like, yeah. in terms of like world building with more modern stuff, it feels like a lot of it is more playful. And um, I think something that probably isn't as obvious to American players is that the regions in the earlier games like are based on regions of Japan, right? And uh, yeah. have sp- like some flavor of those places as well. So, yeah, I don't know. The UK stuff is really coming through, and it's really funny how they just keep combining things <laughs> to, like, make a new uh-huh. Pokemon. But, uh, yeah, Ash is Satoshi in um, in Japan. Didn't know that. Because he's named after the creator of Pokemon. Oh. And then, and then he's Chijiro. Ash in America, which, like, is not Ash. a very, yeah. Yeah, I don't know where Ash came from, but... I mean, Ketchum, Sat- obviously, is... Satoshi, like, you know, there's kind of some of the Yeah, same where name. did his... Where did the name Ash come from? Hmm. Ash Ketchum. 
Tom Ado is the only canonical name I will ever accept for him, honestly, though. Wait, from that name? episode where... There's an episode of the Pokemon anime where he's um, hiding his true identity from some people in a place, and he can't think of a good um, uh, alias, so he, like, looks around for him for something to... for some kind of inspiration, and he sees some uh, ketchup, and he thinks, Ash Ketchum, ketchup, Tom Ado. Tom Ado is my Wait, uh, the alias. That's, like, literally a fucking family guy joke. <laughs> hey, they did it first, let me That's tell you. That's the family guy humor, but... Uh... Yeah, um... and then yeah, the, but the, yeah, they showed off. They showed off Marnie, Team Yell, and B- is this pronounced Beady or Betty? But Bead, I don't know. It's your rival character is in in oh. S- Sword and Shield. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that that like that like old person with the chi- body uh, child body. I'm pretty sure is how I would describe that old, the way old that person, person with the child body. They look like what if like Professor Oak was evil and also thirty years younger, but kept the wrinkles and the like hair color. Mm. Is kind of what they look like to me. Maybe not Professor Oak. I don't. Maybe getting my Pokemon characters mixed up a bit. I don't know the series as well as you do. Yeah, I don't care for that. I don't. Uh, yeah. That uh, the the design or my my description. Uh, I mean, what you're talking about. Yeah, it doesn't sound great. What's this character's name? B- B-E-D-E, and I don't know if it's pronounced Beady or Betty or Bead. They're your rival character in this game. It seems like Marnie is going to be kind of the, like, Guzma. Oh my god, I hate this child. Uh-huh, well, this, you know. I, I hate this weird old child. If they do look old, that's the weird thing that's about it. That's weird, Beady? I don't like oh, it. Uh, and they look like all smug and stuff like that. I kind of like them. I kind of identify with this. Uh... I, what's with the backs of their legs? What do you have on there? Are those big band aids? They 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 look like cleats. They look like like Did you calf put cleats. Your cleats on the backs of your knees. Yeah, it looks like they maybe did a little bit. Okay, let me look up how to pronounce this name because I don't know. Beady baddy beady bad bed. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's bead. Bead. Okay. Yeah. According to I don't know. Wikipedia, which led me to an article for Saint Bede the Venerable. Okay. So this character may have been named after a like seventh century monk. Oh, of course. Uh, that's because they they were born in the seventh century um, and are that they old. They are that monk. I don't know. There's something about the way that this character. I, there's something I appreciate about their design. Uh, I don't know quite what it is. I like their I like their weird long coat that's like half coat, half dress, and then like I like their weird sort of like crooked, smug ass smile or whatever. Like this is, this <laughs> seems like a character I can identify with. Uh, and then there's Marnie, which is the obvious like fucking is going to be the fan favorite. Oh yeah, like, I mean she is great. She has spikes for heels, um, and I'm not even talking about like like stilettos. She has like literal metal spikes for heels. That's pretty good. Uh, and that yeah the internet uh is gonna love that and then that was kind of all they showed right like it was just kind of mostly kind of flavor and a couple of new pokemon right uh yeah it was mostly just a couple of new pokemon some new some new folks and um yeah yeah uh, other news, if we want to move on to something that isn't Pokemon-related for once in this podcast. For once? <laughs> Can we just not talk about Pokemon, like, for once? Uh, 
Uh, hey, you know what? It's it's gonna be a, probably a, a huge game this year, I'm sure. Uh, I'm actually more excited about it, Pokemon now than I I probably was before. Like Sword Shield, they, I don't know. There was something I didn't. I was I was off the bandwagon about Pokemon for a long, long time, and then the it was I think the Alolan uh Pokemon variations brought me in. There was something about like the designs and like where they were taking the ridiculousness of Pokemon um, with Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, especially that brought me back in. And then I was like, okay, I'm probably good for another ten years or something. And now they're showing me that Weezing again, and they've got, like, they've got Bede and Marnie and, like, Team Yell and Hangry Mode. Like, it's very good. And I'm like, they, apparently all Pokemon needs to do to get me interested again is get stupid again. Yeah, <laughs> and just like, get real dumb. <laughs> Uh, and then, yes, I'm sure it'll be, like, inc incredibly interesting, like, on the back end, like, with, like, super cool battle mechanics and stuff like that. Pa Poison and fairy type? Sure. Yeah. Oh, that sounds that sounds super cool for the people who are going to be super into that part of it. Um, and in the meantime, I get a wheezing with a mustache uh, made out of weird green gelatin. Um, other uh, video game news stuff. We uh, Evo happened last weekend. Oh, it did. Yeah. Yeah. And there were some cool announcements. Uh, I didn't, I don't know. Did you watch it all? Uh, I didn't. Uh, okay. I know a lot of people did. I uh, was pretty busy this weekend. But yeah. yeah, there's like a lot of news that came out of it. I mean, one of the biggest stories, I think, which uh, we covered actually on fanby.com was that Undernight in birth uh, was on the main stage this year. Yeah. Which is, uh, it's kind of, I think, hard to explain the context for people who don't know anything about the fighting game community. But I think anime fighting games, as far as I can tell, have always sort of been in the West, uh, kind of marginalized within the broader fighting games spaces. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, like, I think they were synonymous for a while with the, like, the pictures, like, the horrifying, like, flash inside pictures of, like, people playing, like, on laptops in bathrooms and like in parking lots and, and like oh, on yeah. dumpsters. I was going to say like literally on a dumpster. Uh -huh. Right. Yeah. And um, like those Daigo all... throws a $20 bill down on the linoleum <laughs> of a public restroom and says, fight me in street fighter rainbow edition. Like those are all funny. And at the same time, like these are people who are really passionate about a game that they play. And the game isn't made by like fucking Midway or something like French bread. I don't think is a huge studio. No, um, they, I don't know how big they are now, but certainly they didn't start off that way. And, um, yeah. And I don't know. I mean, it's just like, they've been pushing for so long and it was really cool to get to, I mean, I didn't actually watch it, but to like, yeah. uh, to see that, Oh, like they're getting a spot. Um, and definitely like some, I read the piece, um, that we published and like, they just seemed like so excited to like actually just like get to like do their thing in front mm -hmm. of people. Yeah. And other people seem excited for them too. Like yeah. the good natured goof that was going around. Uh, I didn't watch Evo this year actually either. By the time it happened, I had kind of forgotten that it was happening, uh, which I feel bad about because I really enjoy, I don't watch a lot of fighting games, but I really enjoy watching Evo every year. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, this one just kind of passed me by. I think it was partially because uh, last year I was very, very, very invested in the story around Dragon Ball Fighters, and it was mm. just like that. That literally just wasn't on the stage this year because there's some weird stuff about like the parent company that owns Dragon Ball trying to like marginalize the tournaments for that stuff. It's some weird stuff going on there. So I think that maybe maybe is what kind of like cut out some of the uh, excitement for me. But um, 
the uh, the joke that I ended up hearing after the fact was that a lot of people were talking about how Eunice, Undernight in Birth, EXE Latest, mm-hmm. I think is mm-hmm. the full name of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's getting a new sequel that I don't even want to try and pronounce the acronym of. Um, but the the joke, uh, to get to the point, was that uh, this was the game that pushed out uh, Super Smash Bros. Melee. <laughs> they right. killed Melee. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was, like, in a very good-natured way. It was, like, obviously, like, the people weren't trying to create beef where there was no beef, like, really. It, but even, like, if the, if that community can be, like, can make a good goof about that kind of thing, about, like, this this game that is, like, that people get, like, weirdly obsessive over yeah. and, like, can be, like, excited for the game that comes in instead of that game. Like, that, sh- that has to show to me just, like, how much goodwill French Bread has built in that community. Yeah, for uh, sure. And, like, I actually didn't realize this, but uh, Smash, like, there was a huge gap from... I think 2007 to 2013 where where Melee wasn't in Evo. Mm. And so like it, it hasn't it's not like it's been uninterrupted for like the last decade or anything. Um, right. Like you know they that community too was pushing for their game and I think what happens in in all these cases is that eventually like you get a break and then that break like brings that game to the attention of like a ton of other people and like that's how things really pop off and like that seems to be the case with Undernight. I know at least one friend of mine who went to Evo who now has uh, bought a fight stick, uh, Tekken, uh-huh. and Unist. Uh-huh. So, um, it fucking happens every goddamn year. Yep. I did the same thing. And then after, <laughs> I, and I'm, then glad, it, oh. I'm glad I'm smart enough. We're not smart enough, but like self-aware enough that like I know that what will happen is I'll do that and then just get oh, mad because yeah. I hate competitive uh-huh. games. Yeah, yeah. You don't even like the Crucible and Destiny Two, which fair. Um, I won't. I won't bring us down the Destiny Two rabbit hole right now. But uh, God, yeah, so no. Close. Uh, I yeah no. I I did the same thing several years ago, and then every time I watch Evo, I'm like, this is it. This is what I'm gonna. I'm gonna break out that uh, Shadowloo branded limited edition <laughs> fight stick that I bought. That looks. To be fair. I'm kind of glad that I own this thing just to own this thing because it looks amazing. It's got, like, the fucking Shadowloo logo in black and gold on the front, and it's it just looks really nice. Uh, and every, it has a good weight to it. I just like to hold it in my hands, and I like to hold it in my hands for about 15 minutes. Once every 365 days, because the Evo <laughs> ends, I play 20 minutes of uh, Guilty Gear Zerd, and so then it says, like, okay, so this is how you Roman cancel, and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? This is how you Roman cancel. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Teach what's, me how to Roman cancel. What's not to understand? Teach me to teach you how to Roman cancel. Oh. Uh, yeah, I um, I feel like it's like going to like concerts or like you see someone on a stage and you're like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's a great idea. I'm gonna do that. Uh-huh. Um, maybe that's just if you have done it before and you're like, I'm gonna do that again. Uh, yeah. It doesn't typically work out that way. <laughs> uh, and certainly with Evo too. But the thing is, like, watching these games is, like, really mesmerizing. Like, I did actually see, like, a few clips of... Actually, I think it was, like, my friend's footage. Like, he was playing Undernight. And I was just like, I can kind of tell what's happening. It's, mm. like, incredible. But, like, mm-hmm. damn. So. And, like, that's a... Undernight also has just a very... Even, I think, among anime games has a very distinctive look to it. Like, there's a very large man that just, like, eats up half the screen. And he's just, like, fucking... His arms are bigger than his body. Oh, yeah. And, like, people like him, I think. And then there's, like... 
yeah, I I can't get into it. I can't. I'm not going to try. Like I would, it would be a mistake for me to spend. Uh, no, I'm not even going to look it up. How much? However much money uh, Undernight is right now, it would be bad, right? But like I, there is a part of me that wants to experience this stuff, similar to how a part of me wants to experience Guilty Gear because those games look amazing, and I love those characters, and I love how goofy that stuff is. Like Guilty Gear has a. A character in it called Bedman, who is a character who fights from an automated bed, and he's asleep Sorry, the what? entire time. Sorry, what? He he's <laughs> a ama- he's called Bedman, and he's he sleeps in like a hospital bed, uh, and he's asleep through the entire fight. But the bed like grows robot arms that fight for him and stuff. Um, okay, well, I want to say that I searched Bedman, and the first thing that came up was a mattress store in Myrtle Beach, um, <laughs> and also there's like a great sign. Um, but also a lot of stock footage of man in bed. But, okay, Bedman. Bedman, bed one man word. sounds like a Metal Gear character. It does. What it does, the fact. fuck is this? It's Bedman. <laughs> you want from me? <laughs> Wait, what the, Doesn't the name say it all? What the fuck? It's Bedman. You know, the mo- the more don't... noticeable part of Batman is his eponymous bed. No, really? You fucking think? No, I'm paying attention to like this fucking teen in the in the bed with glasses. Uh-huh. No, who's like bolted to the bed? Uh, who's like he's got like giant screws that are holding him in place. The mattress which holds Batman in place is like any other hospital bed you may see. The legs and arms consist of black chain links with purple cords within them. The bed's hands can transform from either three-fingered hands or large spike wheels. Yeah, just like mm-hmm. any hospital bed. Just like hospital beds. Have you never been in a hospital, Merritt? Come on. Um, I, yeah. How? So that's Bedman. That's one character in that game. This is also a game that has a, a guy, a, call, a character called Faust, who is just a large, gangly man who wears a uh, paper bag over his head that has uh, a hole poked for one eye to look out of. Faust, God. guilty. I, the only gear. character, the only and character then, I really uh, know, the only characters I know from Guilty Gear, there are like two. Uh, wait, maybe three. Is Dizzy a character? Dizzy is a character. Is also a thing that can happen. You can get. Oh, if if you touch Fuzzy, that has been known to to happen every once in a while. She is technically only three years old, but her okay. body matures at an alarming rate due to her gear cells. So you're telling me that she, uh-huh. this child with Jack disease, is gonna yeah, fight? Yes, child, and she's married to. I think she's married to somebody, or she's because because there was a joke going around for Guilty Gear because there's like. Two main characters. It's like the two main characters of Guilty Gear. It's as like far Soul as I Bad know. Guy, right? So, Soul Bad Guy is one of them, and the other one is Kai something. Kai Kiske. Kai Kiske, yeah. And then I think uh, Dizzy and Kai are married because there's a joke where they realize that Dizzy is the daughter of Soul Bad Guy, and that and then Kai realizes that Soul Bad Guy is his father-in-law, uh, and then they freak out. I don't. This I have not experienced the entire Guilty Gear story, so I don't know how. Why is I don't know Soul the Bad truth Guy's of sword like? Uh, just like two by four it's like a motorcycle right is it i think it's like got a motorcycle engine built into it like so oh no it's a giant lighter it's like a lighter you see the where you see where you would flick it his weapon of choice is the fire steel a uniquely designed sword with a rectangular blade the blunt part which seems to have an exhaust slash engine like device that spews forth flames yeah all right it's like um you know he's got the blunt end and the and the, the sharp end it's like Roroni kenshin you know I mean... it's yeah, it's a reverse I mean, blade sword. Yeah, fine. That's that is also now, a lighter. Dizzy has a a son. A what? A son. 
A son as a weapon. She's okay. Three, no, no. She has no. She doesn't oh. wield her son in battle. She has a son that she gave uh, birth to. She's three years old. Yeah. Uh huh. Three. But her body. It's fine, Merrick, because her body matures at an ex- uh, accelerated rate because of her gear cells in her body. Oh. Uh, I she do. Has, have you? She has literally an angel and a devil on her shoulders. Mm-hmm. What the? Uh, what, Guilty Gear is good. Okay, wait. Uh, other. The the, there's like, what other? There's like that nun character Biken. too. There's, uh, I don't know about a nun. Bridget. There's, there's Biken, Bridget. Bridget, yeah. That character was uh, like very famous on uh, forums back in the day. Oh, okay. Uh, for reasons that I'm sure anyone can discover by Googling. Um, wow, what a video game. Yeah, Biken is like a one-armed um, like 50-year-old woman with just like like my Shiranui disease. Um, which is to say she's got big, 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 big bops, uh, that just keep moving. Oh, I know no about what. her. Yeah. yeah. I, I like Biken. Biken's she cool. She's cool got an design. eye patch. I like the one arm, the eye patch. Yeah. The eye patch on the other side of the body from the arm. Like what happened there? Yeah. You know, right. It's like she got attacked by Dr. Octopus and she could only block two arms. Yeah. Yeah. Think, think about it. Makes it really makes you think. Uh, I, I want to get into Guilty Gear because that game looks... Yeah, it's it's narrative. But, Merit, I want to get into Guilty Gear. Uh, I just wanted to tell you this because... Uh, can you, uh, do you Did you see the link I sent you in Discord? Because that's why I want to get into Guilty Gear. Let me, let me look. Because I put a trailer in for the new Guilty Gear game that, that is coming out in the next year. Um, where did you put this? Uh, in Discord. I uh, DM'd it to you on Discord. You put okay. This is a trailer for the new Guilty Gear teaser trailer at Evo 2019. I'm gonna turn this sound off real quick. Do you wanna do you wanna sync it up so we can both watch this together at the oh, same time? Oh, I, I started. I okay, I'm gonna start now. Okay, we, we Jump open a on a, a barren wasteland. Uh-huh. There's a sword impaled through the ribcage of a skeleton. An I'm sad that you're not gonna flies, have the audio for this. No, I'm gonna turn it on. An eagle flies over a canyon. Uh, two swords are crossed. One of them, I think, is Soul Bad Guy's sword. Mm-hmm. They p- they pull the swords out of the ground. It's Kai and and Soul. Uh huh. And they're getting guys. ready to do a fight. What is happening? And then it says, "Let's rock, heaven or hell." And they're fighting now, and it looks very good. The fighting. Look at the graphics on this game. These are 3D models. Like, wait, holy what the fucking fuck? shit. Yeah. Oh, and then, yeah, wait for the credits to play because this is another huge reason for me why I want to play this game. Is this man here at the end? Wait, what? Yeah. They got Genji in this game? They got. <laughs> they got Genji in an Evangelion. <laughs> He's in a. He's in the unit zero two. Is he a new uh, character? He's a new character that just got announced. He's also like illegally hot and has the coolest helmet in history. And I want to play this game because I need to experience that. I, mean, I need no, to be. That looks very him. cool. And I feel like, oh man, that game looks great. But like, I know that like I would pick it up and like maybe play the story mode and then just be like, well, yeah, exactly. <sighs> like I know that's but that, but let me tell you, that's why I want to be into those games is because like. I'm not going to... I don't think it'd be literally possible for them to do those graphics that they do in those games 
anywhere else because they can so carefully control where the camera is at all times and like you know during do a lot of really crazy weird stuff with like um uh there's a word for it uh where animation frames where everything is looks like it's made of rubber so it looks really nice when it moves mm-hmm. um but, uh, you know, they can only do that during, like, a stage introduction for a character when you can have the camera just placed just so, because otherwise you would look ridiculous. Yeah. But that means that I can only experience this ridiculousness and this, like, gorgeous fucking game if I play this game. And I don't want to get into Guilty Gear. I can't get into an anime fighter. I'm 28 <laughs> years old. Like, I might as well be dead. I might as well, like, have no arms um, if I was to try and play such a thing. I feel like there was a Guilty Gear where, like, one of the characters had, like, one of the characters had, like, this finishing move where he just, like, crucified people. That sounds right. can't remember what that was, but... Faust has a uh, finishing move where he sticks his fingers up their butt. (laughs) Sorry. um, Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, what? Uh Don't do that. (laughs) <laughs> he does the, he does that uh he he puts both of his hands together like finger guns but like a double finger gun um and then the camera zooms it up and on his face as he gets in real close and then uh the camera cuts away i think at the last second before it actually shows what happens but he does say injecting love um and then the camera pulls away and then the other character just falls over dead oh i don't like it yeah he's a bad man <laughs> not to be confused with bed man <laughs> Or Die Hard Man, or Hot Coldman, <laughs> or any of the other Hideo Kojima creations in Guilty Gear. Oh, Part of the greater Guilty oh Gear, oh the Guilty God. Metal Gear. He's he is a medical genius gone insane, and sane once more. So he that got sounds better. about right. Yeah, he has just a giant fucking scalpel. Uh huh. A giant scalpel, a paper bag over his head. Um, there's a cutscene with him at one point where he gets, like, anime shoujo eyes um, on his paper bag, which is really good. And he says, am I beautiful? Which is very good. I don't think anything else happened uh, ever uh, <laughs> this last week or so. I don't know. Evo was cool, I'm sure, for people who watched it. I should go back and watch that. For sure. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Uh, it sounds like Sonic Fox did super well. Um, yeah, I think, I think he on... lost to Goichi. Um, yeah. But it was really cute. Like, they were tweeting at each other. Like, Goichi was like, Sonic Fox was, like, so cool. And I, like, I learned so much. And, he, and like, uh, Sonic Fox was like, Goichi, like, wait for me. I will best you in combat. And he's like, oh, this is, <laughs> this is just fucking anime. That's uh-huh. where real life anime is. It's in fighting games. Yeah, it's in the it's with the good people in fighting games because there's yeah. some bad people in the fighting games. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, there are bad people I, all, I, all everywhere, you know. Yeah, I think very specifically though, some bad person won one of the games. He oh. like took first in, in like Smash or something. Like oh. Infiltration is the name of the person is the name of the player. I remember them from previous Evos, but uh, yeah, they were kicked off. They lost their sponsor and got kicked off of the Capcom Pro Tour last year for spousal abuse. Uh, oh. And then Evo was like, that seems like a cool person to just let back in. And then tweet out something along the lines of, I believe what they said was like, after a long absence, he has returned to reclaim his throne or whatever. Not addressing why he was absent huh. from from the pro circuit. Because uh, that's not a thing that they wanted people to think about. But they did want them to think about it enough to make it part of his storyline. Uh, Vince McMahon, now running oh, the FGC. No. I don't like that. Yeah. That was bad. Um, Can I confess that I Mm. um, have been operating under the false belief that 
Guilty Gear and Blaze Blue are the same game for the past oh. hour. Oh, yeah. No, they are not. No. Much in the no, same no. way that I think of Grand Blue and the other one is the same game. Fate Go. Yeah. 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 They, those are also not. Those are No, those I know. Are I know. Different. I basically know the difference. Like, Grand Blue is just original characters and Fate is all the fantasy or, like, the history people, but they're hot now. Yeah, it's like, what if Leonardo da Vinci was a sexy lady? <laughs> yeah, we've talked about this. Um, yeah, probably. But Blaze Blue is different than Guilty Gear. <laughs> Blaze Blue is especially weird because Blaze Blue started off as its own original thing, but the current Blaze Blue game is called Blaze Blue, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle, which is a game that has the Blaze Blue original characters in it, as well as characters from Ruby, the Rooster Teeth show. Uh Persona, like Shin Megami Tensei Persona, uh, like Chie Satonaka, the fiery dragon with, mm, wait, the deadly dragon, mm, the fiery dragon with deadly legs, Chie, Sat- Chie Satonaka yeah. is in that. And also something else. There's there's other characters in that thing. It's a, it's like a crossover game now with a bunch of other stuff. And it's like a okay. bunch of weird stuff. Because I don't think of like, when I think anime, I don't actually think, I guess people do think of it this way. And it's like, whatever, I'm not here to be the person who's like, this doesn't count as anime. But like, Ruby does not feel like something to me that would be popular enough in Japan to wind up in a, an anime fighting game. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but maybe that's, no, just that's me. interesting. Um, I don't know. I also don't watch Ruby and have never watched Ruby, so I've never seen it. No, Um, me neither. I'm watching a compilation of astral finishers from Blaze Blue, which I guess are basically like fatalities, except uh, different because um, they're not. They're different things happen in this game than in like a Mortal Kombat that Mm. you might be familiar with. So, but let me see what's about to happen right now. How many, um, how many rib cages can you see? Uh, actually, none, which is the weird thing. A man's turned into a werewolf and launched his opponent up to the moon. And then okay. he uh, is doing a bunch of like slashes in front of the moon. This is a Mortal Kombat, actually. Th- that one was a Mortal Kombat. He, just, he did a mm-hmm. bunch of slices and dices. That's an animality. That was an animality. Um, and I like how the words astral finish appear over the entire screen. And then... Oh, this one is okay. Uh, and then like some doors close over the the match. Like it's like okay, well that oh. one's over. Next one. It's like no. the curtain closes. That's that's cool. Basically, we've we've turned the page on this battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fighting games. Yeah, you know, fighting games. Happens, There's a character but... who's like a plane in Blaze Blue. Like she's just oh, like okay. a, a, an airplane kind of. I think. And. And then actually wasn't one of the new characters that got announced either for Blaze Blue or for Eunice. Isn't it a tank? It's a like tank. A... I think that's Oh, what is that? Where um because we definitely posted about that. Right. Uh let me just look real quick. Because I think that's a Blaze Blue one, a Blaze Blue one. Oh, please, please. It's pronounced Blaze Blue, eh? Um, oh, okay. Blaze Blue Blaze cheese, Blue. please. Uh yeah, it's it was weird because they have a tank, and um, why can't I find this fucking piece? Sentient think... tank. Oh, Blaze Blue. Yeah, it's a tank. Uh, here's the weird thing about that, and like not knowing literally any context, uh, I can't really, you know, say for sure. But like, it seems like. That tank and another character that are now going to be in Blaze Blue were from a game called Akatsuki Blitzkampf. 
Yes. Which is like, uh, vague, like, you know, like not like World War II-ish fighting game with like Nazi um, paraphernalia and like insignias and like, um, you know, vibes, I'll say. Yeah. Um, you know, Merritt, when you started describing that, I, I had to say I didn't expect the Third Reich to show up. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, that's weird, huh? In JoJo, how, like, the Third Reich is, <laughs> yeah. like, kind of heroic. Like, mm-hmm. they make a cyborg who comes to help them, and they're all like, yeah, that guy is here. Instead of, yep. like... Hey, this sucks. This is bad. Let's use our magical powers to fucking kill Hitler. Um, uh huh. I do. I I do, uh, believe that show does take place before like they come into power. Um. Yeah, it's still weird. I mean, that is also <laughs> it's like it's not the first show that's done like a weird fucking like oh, World no. War Two. Like, oh, there's aliens now, so all the Axis and allies have to team up against aliens or whatever. Um. I, I feel like that stuff was way more co- was a way more common trope when that stuff was being made because the Third Reich hadn't literally shown back up again. Um, was the thing? Yeah, less or, popular or, now. Yeah, um, but yeah, the tank has a skull for a turret and is probably a Nazi. So yeah, right. Uh, that's weird. You know, typical anime stuff. I mean, it's skulls. So like, you know, you got to ask yourself when you're wearing skulls, like. Are we the baddies? You know, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you gotta ask. Uh, you ask yourself, are we the baddies? And also, do you have some worms so I can go buy some candy from the gas station real quick? I need. I need some worms. Like I need at least six worms, a couple of bones if you got them. Mm-hmm. I gotta make change. I don't, or I don't want them to make change. So yeah, need... no, I don't want to be carrying around bones. Right. Like what? That would be ridiculous um nobody gets this what are we doing here on this show everyone gets this everyone who listens to this show has watched i think you should leave everyone who listens to this show has watched jojo's they were all on the reading list at the beginning of the semester oh that's so right we yeah. sent that out and if you didn't get it then you must you should probably check with the registrar because there's likely some kind of mix-up you might not be getting credit for this so right I do keep the syllabus in a separate feed, so you do need to look for that. Fanwith yeah, mm-hmm, look mm-hmm. for Fanwith reading list that? 2019. Uh, what else is on that reading list? Oh boy, uh, definitely Destiny. You need to you need to read the grimoire. You uh, need the, to all the read. Yes, you need to read the grimoire cards. Um, you need to be able to uh, if if I hold up a grimoire card with the title of it, you need to be able to summarize what happens in there. And can I also just mm-hmm. say that I did spend the afternoon reading all of the books of sorrow and yeah, i don't regret cool. it <laughs> they're very those good are cool. yeah um, also uh oryx did nothing wrong and, and i think he's great um uh, mm, okay well i well, mean except for the genocides plural. yeah um it, it, it was weird how at the end of uh part three uh oryx did show up and they were like yay it's oryx like let's uh let's work with him he's a cyborg now <laughs> Uh, let's definitely not go kill a rash or anything like that. Um, yeah. Use our use our weird magic powers to go kill them. I mean, yeah. I know. All I'm saying is that Joseph Joestar could have uh, saved the moon all along. Uh, could have, you know, t- the history could have gone up a different could way. Could have killed Hitler's brain. I mean, a Did lot of things hear... could have happened. 
Did you hear that in that new Wolfenstein game, that like side game that jumps forward like twenty years from the previous Wolfenstein, they've like they kill Hitler off screen. They don't let you kill Hitler. Huh. He's already dead at the beginning of that game. Like they're oh, talking yeah. about BJ Blazkowicz. Oh wait, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they, they, there's a whole thing where they're they're like at the beginning of that game. There's like they're talking about like oh it's BJ Blazkowicz's kids. That's that's the man who killed Hitler. And it's just like what, like it. I guess this maybe doesn't mean as much to you having not played the previous two Wolfenstein games, but it f- always felt like it was it was always like um and maybe this is just like these games are this audacious that of course like they would be like oh no we're not even gonna let you do that we're gonna have something so much fucking weirder for you to do and by the time Wolfenstein three proper rolls around don't even worry about it but like everybody was like okay the Wolfenstein three has to end with you fighting Mecha Hitler right because like that's where this all has to be going I mean, uh, that otherwise is how why the even bother original Wolfenstein ends for sure exactly yeah. Um, so what else would you do? Like, how else would you bring in this franchise? Which, whatever, if if I can see any franchise bringing back Hitler as, like, a head on a mech suit at the end, even after the game's series that over, the lore had already said he was dead, I would totally believe it. I would also totally believe it if they said, like, we cloned Hitler a, a hundred times and you have to destroy a hundred mecha Hitlers. You have to kill a hundred Hitlers. How fast can uh-huh. you do it? Yeah, a hundred Hitlers drop on an island and then you blow up the island because <laughs> you're like, ew, no. Oh boy. Um, yeah, I don't know that there's a lot else to talk about this week. It's uh, we're in the dog days of summer, yep. as they call them. We're all just waiting for September twenty um, first. So wake me up. Bef- I mean, I mean, I would love to sleep through September. Like, I'm not mm. gonna lie, but can't, can't. <sighs> I, I don't want to. I don't want to publicly drag our co-worker who is not here to defend himself, but I am going to publicly drag our co-worker who is not here to defend ourself, himself. Dylan is taking... Uh, one of our one of our uh, editors, uh, one of our senior editors at uh, fanbyte.com is taking two weeks off in September, and September looks like a nuclear bomb uh, oh, yeah. in, no, built into the timeline. Bad. Yeah. It's going to it's going to erase us all from history. Like we're going to blow up so hard that our grandparents die. Um, because there's so many games coming out next I'm month. I'm gonna oh go my up God. that river, and I'm gonna punch him so hard that every bison wannabe is gonna feel it. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm gonna beat him so hard, you know. Uh, yeah. But I mean, it's you know it's less bad now because at least Destiny isn't coming out, and who knows, something else might get delayed. But that's true actually like, like yeah it is gonna be a lot so yeah dylan um well. yeah you know it, it, we should have seen this coming when uh, um dylan said for you it was the day that monster hunter world iceborne came out for me it was tuesday oh my god <sighs> i think i'm done I'm watching pretty a good work this week of, uh <laughs> Astral finishes for Blaze Blue for this one character, and all of his things he just has his weird like minion like okay yeah he crucified this like Lolita girl this, he crucified a gothic Lolita like she is on a fucking cross with like oh man yeah like his his finisher is just like he gets his weird like big claw skull girl minion to like grab them by the face and then the screen fades to black and then he's like sitting back in a chair like admiring his handiwork and they're like all fucked up in some way 
Like, yeah. okay, no, this one is just a, a woman being held in place by a bunch of different, like, ball-jointed arms. Um, so that happened. Uh, this is a man who is upside down, uh, who is suspended from a portal in the ceiling. <laughs> and he does not look pleased. I Man, uh, I, did, I, wow. I know this is a crossover game. I know it's a crossover game. But I was super surprised to hear that they did actually literally get the Evangelion license because uh, it's really cool to hear all these classic Evangelion moments being I'm, recreated. I know, right? Yeah. You know. No, it's... <laughs> Uh, okay, this is a this is what I can only describe as Squirrel Girl stuck inside one of those like r- like balls for like rodents to run around in. And I'm gonna send oh. you this image and tell me if you disagree. Okay. Also, she appears to be wielding tonfa that are crucifixes. Uh, as a, as a Squirrel Girl expert, I will give you my. Well, that's uh, why. That's what I thought. Yeah. Right. You know electric squirrels. I know squirrels that are also girls. Right. So tell me that isn't. Tell me that isn't huh. a squirrel girl. Well, it's definitely a squirrel girl. Yeah, I mean, um, it's a squirrel girl. Yeah, that is a that is a that is like a uh, that's a Gilburu squirrel girl. Like oh that's God. what that is. Like boy, because um, yeah, she's just like it's like a for for folks. Okay, it is it is basically squirrel girl, but is squirrel girl like in like a thong and like a micro skirt and like a kind of. I don't even know what's going on with the top. It's kind of hard to see. And she's got two tonfas that are actually just like Castlevania whips. Uh, Castlevania whips where the whip hasn't come out yet. You know, so it's like a cross with spikes on them. And then they've got sonic rings attached to them as well. Um, I think that she, about covers she's it. She's really. every video game. She's every video game and also Squirrel Girl. <laughs> uh, I found watching a title this, for this podcast. Just so I just can't deal with this. It's just so much. Like fighting games i don't know man they seem really cool and i wish i could play them yeah me too that's the thing is like every time there's a new uh, there's that other rounding back to grand blue that grand blue versus game i played a little bit of it at e3 and i don't think i've talked about it but it was like their whole thing their whole pitch is i feel like that pitch that every one of these games does these days which is like we are making this so that people can play them that is accessible for human beings we're making and a video I, game that people can play for a change uh, yeah we decided that this uh, that uh, making a video games that are only good for 5000 people who come to evo every year was not a sustainable business model uh, they do buy every single copy but uh, it is still not very much um and I played it, and it was it was that like it was like very there was like very very few combos like actual combos, uh, all your specials just like specials like like what you would think of as like a fireball in Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter or something like that are just like one button press and they're on cooldowns so you can't just like spam out fireballs and like you know zone people that way. You right. have to just get in there and use normals and stuff like uh. that. It's like okay, and that game looks gorgeous. It's another. Um, Arc system game, so you know, so it's the Dragon Ball slash Guilty Gear people making it, um, and it looks really nice. It's like got this kind of like halfway between the the Grand Blue Fantasy art, but like by way of Guilty Gear art kind of thing going on, and I'm kind of way into that. But also, I just know, like, I'm going to be like, oh, okay, this looks accessible, and this looks like they're actually making some great strides to let people like me play this game, and I know I'm going to pick it up and then play, you know, I, I play one online match, and somebody's going to fucking bounce me into a corner, and I'm going to be dead in 45 seconds, and I'm never going to get a hit in, because that's what always happens. It always happens. Yeah. 
<sighs> oh, I guess that was another one of the announcements, too, was that, that came out of this uh, Evo. I think it was tied to Evo directly, is that uh, League of Legends folks, uh, Riot, are making a fighting game, which was kind of, like, widely known for a million years, but they had finally got officially announced. Um, which seems interesting to me, because, like, Riot... You always hear about how, like, different projects within Riot get made overnight and, like, you know, canned without ever seeing the light of day because they're so afraid of, like, you know, they're, they're the biggest company in the world or whatever, and, like, if they have a failure, then they'll have a failure, right? Like, it'll be League of Legends and then that, and then it'll look like they can't do anything other than League of Legends. So they're so skittish about putting out new products, but they finally announced a full new product in the form of a fighting game, which they also... If you remember, they they bought, like, the GGPO fighting game Netcode people, like, several years ago when they were in the midst of making a fighting game with Seth Killian called Rising Thunder, which mm -hmm. that whole game, the, the whole appeal of that game was supposed to be that, like, yeah, it's super accessible, everything's on cooldowns, yep. like, you just press buttons and blah, 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 blah. And I just feel like that's going to fall into the same... Like, everybody is trying to do this, and I don't think anybody has cracked the code yet. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, if, if it were easy, uh, someone would have done it by now. And I also think that, like, there is, there probably is, there are probably, like, academic essays written on this kind of thing. But, like, I would imagine that it is very difficult to have a low floor, but a high ceiling as well. Mm, like, yeah. I feel like all of the ways that like you would want to do like to simplify fighting games are going to make those games less attractive to like the fighting game people. And if they don't like hold people's attention, then they won't develop like a fandom. Right. So right. yeah, it seems like really, cause I don't think the idea is to like make a game where like a beginner can beat uh like someone who knows what they're doing but the idea is to like get them to a place where they know like why they're losing i think and then from right. there if you have the dedication um you can win because like for me the most frustrating thing of like any uh any competitive game is like not knowing what yes. to do or not knowing why i'm losing um just to just feel like oh i can't do anything i'm just getting fucking killed but like Mortal Kombat like went some way towards that and I felt like I was like okay like I can kind of start to see how these pieces fit together but I just didn't I didn't stick with it so right Mortal Kombat had its own weird stuff around like the being super grindy and stuff like that which I think kind of oh, took some yeah, of the window that was those sales kind of disappointing yeah um and I think the solution there too was just like I don't know like because I think about other because I certainly play other games that are incredibly technical and hard and stuff like that like I play I raid in WoW or not WoW but uh, Final Fantasy fourteen uh, and that gets really really difficult but again it's cooperative I'm working together with a team to achieve a goal I'm not it's just not me versus some other person and if I lose it's only me to blame and there's nothing you know there's nothing else to there's there's no higher power to kind of like look to there's no there's no friendship to kind of lean on and say like we'll get through this together guys you know or monster hunter is the same way it's another game that i have been getting back into a lot lately as i'm getting ready for that expansion and it's like really really technical and really really difficult but again you're working together against the ai against yeah the monster. and like the thing is with all of those like and i was thinking about this today because like not to get into it but like i'm very close to finishing the title like the limited time title in destiny for like the moments of triumph and all I need to do, 
all I need to do is like play a lot of Crucible and win a lot of Crucible games in competitive. But like, like the difficulty, like it's firstly it's that oh yeah when we're all when we're all competing against a set of challenges like we have the sense of like oh we're all in this together, right? But like the other thing is like those challenges are like fixed, and if you put enough time and thought into them you will be able to overcome them like it some and sometimes like you the amount of skill you might need might just be beyond your the dedication you're willing to put in but right. i would say for most games that aren't like you know hyper difficult mario like mario maker levels or things like on that level there's always like you can always just like learn the pattern but like for other people like other people are unpredictable, and like I realize that actually a large part of like fighting games is like learning prediction and stuff. But I think yeah. until you get to that really high level, the challenge that's presented by other people is like inherently much more difficult because you can't prepare for it in the same way. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, again, I think even if you took like some of the, even if you added like a team-based element to some of that, um, like within there, like I think there would be. I think it would still be better because I, I think back on like the, the closest comparison I can actually make to what a game that I got way into was Dota. And I got, you know, I was into Dota for years and years and years. And that game is incredibly technical and it's competitive. But when it, when it came down to it, like before you got to that like upper echelon that you're talking about, it was a lot of us, you know, me and the four other people or, you know, however many people we had that night who I played with regularly talking about, okay, what are we doing wrong? What did we, how did we screw up that last fight? How did we do this or whatever? Like you had like a sounding boards to bounce off of if you had people who were dedicated enough to the game or whatever. And Destiny, you know, it, it can be in a similar way. I don't think it's been that way for either of us because we don't play with like competitive people in the Crucible or whatever, but it can be a similar thing where you're like running for Whisper of the Worm and you're like, okay, what did we do wrong? Like, oh, you know, where did, what, what is the jump that is really fucking us up here? And like right. you said, it's a fi- that's a fixed challenge. That's different. It's not, you know, it's, predictable in a way that other people aren't but you know like it's it, that element of it i think is a shared thing that fighting games haven't found a really good way to incorporate in, back into themselves like there is there is um tag team stuff in mortal Kombat and in dragon ball and stuff like that but i don't think those are ever really the i think that's maybe the next step for for fighting games really is like i think nether realm found fantastic way to make extremely good single player stories in these games and now somebody needs to figure out the way to make like the team based element the cooperative element to a fighting game in the in the same way like i don't i I believe it's possible i believe somebody out there can do it like you said if it was easy somebody else would have done it already but i i don't even know if like we're necessarily moving in the right direction for that stuff i feel like the direction we keep moving into is like well how can we make the button inputs easier and it's like "Mm, i don't think it's the button inputs i don't think that's the problem like it's like you said it's it's the learning what you're doing wrong and like having people to bounce bounce ideas off of on what to try next and things like that and maybe that's the next step is giving you that like cushion of of, you know that (laughs) bring it back to anime that like you know friendship you know element to it like we can Mm -hmm. get through it if we work together guys like we're gonna and we're gonna all enter this tournament and by the end like, you know, maybe some of us will fall, but we'll watch your match and we'll see what that, what weird power that guy used against you. And it's like, aha, I found out his secret. You know, I don't know. <sighs> anyway, video games. What are you going to do? What are you going to do about them? You know, 
Uh, I'm going to go back and play some Fire Emblem, probably, which we haven't talked about at all. But, you know, we talked about it a lot last week. Yeah, we're both past the time skip now. Um, yeah. And I think I must be getting pretty close. I will say that uh, the Blue Lions route got a little a little much. They really yeah. just, like, really like pile on the angst from Dimitri to the point that you're just like, shut the fuck up, Dimitri. Like, <laughs> I don't care. Um, but thankfully that's done. And okay. um, now we just get to be good guys. We just get to be heroes and do the right thing by um, mm-hmm. killing people. Mm-hmm. For in the name of your, in your God, you just have to kill the non-believers. For the, for the kingdom, not for the God. Oh, it's for okay. the kingdom. It's so Dimitri can take back. He so he can be king because he's going to be a good king. Right. Well, as long as he's going to be the good king. Yeah. Uh, uh. Yeah. Were you past the time skip last week when we talked? At all? Uh. Yes. Okay. Because yeah, I this will be my first. This is my first week having been past the time skip, and yeah, uh, the time skip is like we've been talking about it on Slack, me and you, and our storylines. I played as Black Eagles and not the Blue Lions. Our storylines diverged incredibly after the time yeah, skip just a bit uh which i have heard actually like people talking about like as uh, as more people have gotten to the time skip i've heard a lot of people talking about how it's like yeah pre-time skip everything's basically identical but then post time skip it's like basically three different games yeah like i first i thought it was like oh this is like three different perspectives on the same events but it's like no it's just like three different stories mm-hmm. uh and the characters like are actually different in each one of them Right, and, um, which, because, like, the Black Eagles are, like, the bad guys in your storyline. Yeah, right? although, like, the whole time it was kind of, like, that doesn't seem like that, I don't know, it never really seemed, like... Like, clear-cut? All, all they did was, I, I mean, they, they did the thing, but, like, I was like, okay, but, like, they... I think, like, it's weird because the whole tragedy of Dusker plays, like, a much larger role in the Blue Lions route than I think it does in any other, but it's never... Uh, they don't really go into detail on it. They... Like, the tragedy of Dusker that happened in the past? Yeah. Okay, because, like, in my route, like, nobody has mentioned Dusker since, like... Okay. Dudu has not been on screen. Like, Dusker has played, like, zero yeah. role so in anything. Do, okay, so do you know what ha- what happens with Dimitri? <sighs> this is revealed early on in the game. It's not a spoiler. Wh- wh- uh, which thing about Dimitri? So, like, his fam- his entire family was killed? Right, yeah. Like, his backstory, basically. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's weird, because, like... So, as best I can tell, the king is, like, trying to, like improve relations with this other country and i can't tell whether like there was a war before the i don't know whatever case the king basically seems like okay i guess and then i think like some other group sets it up to look like like the dusker people have assassinated the king as a pretext for starting a war right Um, and then basically uh the kingdom just like fucking burns the country down uh so yeah dimitri's fucked up because his entire family was killed in like in that thing um and yeah that sort of becomes his whole deal right that 
yeah, that hasn't played any role at all in my storyline. My storyline is all right now about, like, uh, I can't even really talk about the Black Eagles time, post-time skip route because the Black Eagles time, like post-time skip stuff is actually weirdly tied into a lot of pre-time skip stuff that is, like, that they try to keep secret. There is a character who is wearing a mask uh, early on. There is a Char clone uh, in Fire Emblem Three Houses who I recognized him fucking immediately because that voice actor has a very specific way that they pronounce their S's. And so I just knew who they were like the minute they, they started talking, but I wasn't sure if it was really them or if it was like some time travel stuff going on or something. Um, but yeah, I don't even know what to say about like post time skip stuff. Cause it's like, Oh, it's not like, cause I, you know, whatever spoilers are too much of a, a thing, but we're, we might do a spoiler podcast, a uh, spoiler cast in the future here. Um, after a bit, cause I don't think, uh, John really cares about getting spoiled at this point. Um, yeah. so that might just be something to do. And, um, but yeah, I'm enjoying the game a whole lot, uh, especially now post time skip, like, uh, I think that things have gotten a little bit trickier, a little bit harder. I have heard that, like, maybe the way to play the game your first time through, if anybody's listening and wants to know the way to play it on your first time through, is a lot of people are saying, like, it's actually better if you play on hard, but casual mode, like non-permadeath. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, it's really easy otherwise, but then also you get that blank, like, that, like, cushion of, like, not having to worry about permadeath, and it's fine. Yeah, no, um, it, I'm playing on casual and, like, or not casual, like, easy and casual, right. and, like... It is pretty easy for the most part. Uh, like, I usually end up having to use fewer than the number of units that they let you to make it, like... A uh, challenge. Challenging. But, I mean, also, I, I intentionally use, like, weaker units to level them up. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, it's. I mean, it's still been fun. Uh, I'm kind of at the point now where I'm in the end game with classes and, like, we, we were talking about this uh, on yeah. Twitter, but, like, they all suck. Like, I feel They're like bad. there were more in Awakening, and I might just be misremembering, but, like, half of them are just, like, horse. Yep. Like, it's mm-hmm. that, but horse. And, like, I'm like, I didn't teach my guys how to horse. Right. That's the other thing, too, is, like, the way all these, these like, new classes are locked up is it's basically you have, like, a percentage chance to unlock the skill by expending this, like, kind of rare resource or expensive resource, these, these things called seals. Um, and in order to, it, every level of whatever accompanying attribute goes with that class, um, raises your percentage chance of passing the exam. So it's like, okay, my guy is like, he needs to know how to use axes and heavy armor and horses. And he's pretty good with axes and he's really good with heavy armor and he doesn't know anything about horses. Oh, he has a 33% chance of passing this exam. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, and, and there's no saves coming for that. If you tried to, I, I tested it and like, oh, really? Yeah, I, ju- I just, re- like, closed the game and reloaded, like, four times in a row on on one thing that had, like, a 70% chance of passing, and it just, like, failed every single time, so they must not be- allow you to do that. Huh. Um, and because you can, there's the other thing, is you can only pa- uh, do those exams on certain days. Like, there are only yeah, certain parts of the game that you're allowed to. once a week, I think. Yeah, you can, per, once a week per character, and if your character fails or passes one, you can't do it again that, that week. You have to wait again for the next week. And and then, like, yeah, but so, like, if a character didn't grow up learning horses, there are no early beginner classes to just put them on that have horse. 
either. So it's like you can't just grind out being like teaching them how to horse or fly or whatever. You have yeah. you have to like go back to the school, go to different days, go on to instruction days and make sure that they're equipped to learn horse stuff. And then you might have to go through like seven in-game months to get them up to the required level of horse to, to be a horseman uh, person. And then, yeah, your reward is they were good at magic before and now they're good at magic and also on a horse. Like that's your whole class. Yeah, I'm like, ugh, I don't know. Um, the it's thing super that, lame. The thing that I have been trying to do is to like try to let my people max out their class level because then you get to keep all of the, the skills when you switch. Yeah, I do the same thing. Um, so that you can have someone who is good at magic but then also just can do a sword or whatever. Although that's a class. And uh, Felix is that class and he is like fucking kicking so much ass. <laughs> like Felix is, and he came to me one day and was like, "I think magic is dumb, but if I do it, it'll make me better at sword, right?" And I'm like, uh -huh. "Yeah, uh huh." Um, so he had to be a mage for a long time, which was really silly. Uh, yep, makes but, no sense for him then whatsoever. He got but... to go back to then he got to be like a cool fucking Sekiro looking guy with all these like, yeah. furs piled on him and like four swords. The mortal savant. Fuck. It's like the one cool class from the master class. It's so good. Um. And I need someone to become a Gremory, but, like, I don't know that I have anyone who was good at black and white magic. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and you didn't recruit everybody like me, so you don't have, like, no. seven redundancies for every role type, no. which I'm kind of running and, into. And so, yeah, my thing with Fire Emblem that I usually do is, like, I don't really optimize because I don't care that much. And I have it on easy, so, like, I don't need to. So, instead, I just, like, try to have one of each class. Right. And, uh... I don't actually have that many master ones yet because, yeah, I haven't been able to. But right. I want to, I might just turn around and try making some of my people like the weirdest shit. But, like, sadly, <laughs> I realized that, uh, or I'm pretty sure at least, that Hanneman doesn't change uh, in game costume. Like, he nope. doesn't wear the outfits that are shown for the classes. Like, he's always wearing his, like, fucking house coat. Yeah. Uh, and, with, like, Sorry. Oh, uh, and that that could be funny if you made him like a brawler, but I want to see him wearing the fucking old man like chain bondage to be good at punching. With the glasses still on. <laughs> and he's punching people. Uh yeah. Uh it's it's weird too, because like it doesn't seem like um it seems like a couple of the different um teacher people don't like change clothes all like all the way like it seems like they just basically didn't make alternate costumes that fit their body types in a lot of cases like shamir sometimes will look like a kid archer she'll she'll wear the archer clothes and then sometimes she just like whatever class i moved her to just won't work and then like i think the same thing happened with manuela where manuela wouldn't be like wouldn't look like a certain way but then if i changed her she does work with gremory which this will be uh, this will be the last thing I say about this uh, this whole kind of like weird topic, and then I'll I'll cut off here. But the other thing I super hate about the classing system in Fire Emblem is they kept the goddamn gender restrictions on everything like that. Yeah, and it's some weird. of the it's so weird. And some of the characters like that they put in their game don't make sense as a result. It's like Linhart is the like super obvious and easy example because he's like the he's the healer class of the. Uh, Black Eagles. He's like the only uh, male romance option, so of course he's the healer. It's, a, you know, whatever. Um, but also, his only two things that he's good at. He's really good at black magic and he's really good at white magic. And the master class that is only good at white magic and only good at black magic yeah. 
is the Grimmery, and that's that's female exclusive. So they they built this entire character around these two abilities that like have a class that like he can never he could just never access, and it makes no goddamn sense. Like, why would you build the game this way? I think. The more I play this game, I think the more it becomes obvious that, like, they rushed to get certain things done. Like, it's it's a little bit more nitpicky, but, like, the backgrounds during conversations between characters. I don't mm. know if you've ever just stopped to look at those things. I haven't, which is probably what they wanted. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like, they're, they're 2D flattened landscape like camera stitched together versions of the of the 3d backgrounds that you're standing in so but they're just like ultra 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 i'll I'll find a picture of one and like a good screenshot of one and share it with you because they are ridiculously terrible like it's just they've they've taken the 3d environment and like tried to like iphone camera landscape picture them together so like you'll have you'll be talking to a character and they're standing in front of like a you know a 420i jpeg of a chair but because the background because it's 3d environment that they've made 2d to try and like post paste in the background i don't know maybe for performance reasons or something everything is warped in weird ways so you'll be talking to hanneman and hanneman is just standing in front of a fucking seven foot tall dining room table chair (laughs) or or they'll be like standing in a in the church and like the, the they'll be standing in front of like a church pew but because of the way that they have like tried to flatten the 3D environment the church pew just bends at a right angle in the middle of the church pew and like the whole environment just bends at a right God, angle I hadn't it, seen any of this The I next time you're in any conversation observing. Oh yeah the next time you're in any conversation in inside of any building in that game look at the background sometime like it's it's bizarre um but yeah, it, that's that's pretty nitpicky at the point. I still think that the game is good, but I think like I, I get the impression that they were maybe rushed towards the end a little bit. I don't know. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, do you know what a gremory is? A uh, no. It's a demon. Oh. A strong duke of hell that governs twenty six legions of demons. Oh, twenty six. Twenty six. Yeah. And the reason that that class is female only is because. Gremory is depicted as appearing in the form of a beautiful woman. Oh. Oh, wait, but isn't? I don't know. It's confusing. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure. But uh, that's what that word means because I'd never heard it before. Okay. Well, uh, Merritt, let me tell you. Thanks for the knowledge. Oh, is that it? Why not? I, I, we we probably wrap there. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think we pretty much uh, said all we need to say this week. Again, pretty uh, easy week. We didn't have Nikki with us, but thank you everybody for sticking with us this week on a two-person episode. Uh, we really appreciate you listening, and you can hear more of our uh, general, I think, generally more positive uh, Fire Emblem thoughts over on uh, Fanbyte.com. We did a series of review letters, basically, where me, John, and Merritt all talked together uh, with the perspective of people who were playing as the three different houses in Fire Emblem Three Houses. And that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that, and I wouldn't mind doing something similar in the future, honestly. Yeah. Uh, so you can check that out. You can check out Am I allowed to tell them about the next theme week? Is that is yeah, that under wrap still? We, okay. I tweeted about it, yeah. Oh, you did. Right, 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 of course. We'll have uh, Beach Week here coming up here pretty quickly. It'll be, if you are a fan of fanbite.com, you may be familiar with uh, things like Egg Week and uh, what was the Kiss Week. Uh, just kind of another seasonal week where we'll have a bunch of themed features about a specific topic. And this, you know, since it's summer, it's hot out, it's humid, it sucks so bad. Uh, maybe that's just where I live. Um... 
you know, we're going to try and uh, avoid those uh, nasty thoughts and talk about uh, what, uh, what a good place to live during the summer would be, like a beach. And that's Beach Week. Uh, we have a co- bunch of cool things, 99.9% of which are all going to be uh, overseen by merit, so I don't deserve any credit whatsoever, <laughs> just for the record. Uh, so, yeah, definitely look forward to those here. And what what uh, is the specific date that that runs from? Uh, that's going to be next week. That's next week. I okay. Think. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, let me just check. It's got to be sometime this month because there's no way we do it in September. No, that is next week, yeah. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, stay tuned for that. next. Starting next Monday, it'll run through uh, Friday at the very earliest. And, um, yeah, I don't think there's a, really a lot of other stuff to... Uh, I mean, that's that's plenty. What? what, what? That's not enough for you? You're, you're, you're asking for more? You need more things from us at Fanbyte for free? All this free content we already give you? We give you the show? Oh, speaking of shows, you can go and listen to uh, Fanbyte's late lunch uh, video show with uh, Nikki and Andrew and John every... Is that a, only a Wednesday show? I feel like it happens more than just Wednesday. I think it might be I feel like day. it does, too. I feel like it might be every day. Uh, it's very, very funny. It's a very funny video show where, where John... Uh, thanks, Amelia Earhart is Thanos. Uh, that's the thing that happened on the most recent episode. Oh. That was a very funny clip. I, mean, I, I don't see know. how you could compare them. They're both purple. They both wanted to extinguish half of the life in the universe. Both feminist icons. Uh, yeah. Um. They, yeah, they both broke barriers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the laws of reality. Um, Amelia Earhart, wherever you are, uh, thank you for your service. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, uh yeah so we're gonna wrap it up i am steven strum that's a person that you can find on twitter who goes by my name uh it's weird it's not you know me but what are you gonna do you might as well uh respect my brand and go follow that person on twitter at at steven strum s-t-e-v-e-n-s-t-r-o-m merit where can folks find you uh at merit k two r's and two cheese uh hopefully i'll stop complaining about destiny soon um, but, uh, yeah, I'm trying to keep to the, to the subreddit for now. Um, so yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> when, uh-huh. once that's done, uh, I think my Twitter will be a lot more, uh, bearable. So yeah. Well, and then check, when people are done out. with, when people are done with that, they can come to my Twitter where I will very shortly start complaining about Monster Hunter World. So, yeah. you know, they can get their dose. <laughs> Uh, you can follow Nikki, even though he uh, couldn't be bothered to join us this week, uh, at Godsua on Twitter. That's G-O-D-S-E-W-A. Or you can go to Fanbyte Media, at Fanbyte Media, that's Fanbyte with a Y, uh, to follow our official Twitter account. And uh, you know what? I might actually do so. I, I did a little bit of streaming this week on Tuesday, so you can go to Fanbyte or twitch.tv slash Fanbyte to go watch some stuff. I might do some stuff tomorrow morning. Uh, by the time you're hearing this, who knows? Maybe, you won't, maybe it'll be too late, but you can watch an archive. Uh, and I already said thanks for the knowledge, so I'll just say it again. Thanks for the knowledge, Merritt. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Chord, and then how about we clap on 45? Cool.
Uh, and of course, my prediction came true. My cat is getting up to leave the room, so I'll just let him out real quick and then I'll intro. <laughs>